0: Hey, 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 what's going on, all you investors out there? This is the Master Passive Income Podcast. My name is Dustin Heiner. I'm the founder of Master Passive Income and the host of the show. I'm super excited that you guys are here with me today. I have a special treat for you. I have a fellow investor by the name of Ola Dantis. That's right, his name is Ola Dantis. Really cool dude. He's from the U.K., He came over here, started going to school, and then realized he wanted to buy some properties. And so he started buying some properties, coming over here. Like I think it was like two or three years after he started, um, you know, living here in America, he started buying properties. He realized that's the best way to go, and I 100% agree with him. Now let's get started where we listen to the show, where we listen how Ola Dantas from the UK came over to America, started buying properties, and now has an investing business. Okay, guys, let's get in there and start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income
1: Podcast, where we talk about all aspects of real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream
0: life. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. All right, now for today, I am in Flagstaff, Arizona. Now, Flagstaff, Arizona is an awesome place to be. You know, Phoenix is rather hot, but right now I'm in Flagstaff, Arizona because I am on a skiing vacation with my family. We're taking three days. We're skiing during the middle of the week, and here's what I'm doing. So you know me, I have plenty of money, but I also don't like to spend money willy-nilly or basically waste money. So what I did was, I I, I love taking my family skiing, and I realized, well, I don't have a job, number one, so I can go during the middle of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, is when I like to go. There's no crowds. Um, it's cheaper. And so they this uh, Snowball is the ski resort that's in Flagstaff, and they have season passes for $200 for people who only want to go during the week and never want to go on the holidays. I said, sign me up. I don't have a job, so I could work whenever I want, and... I only want to go on non-holidays and during the week where there's nobody there. And so it was only 200 bucks per person. My wife and I got season tickets. The kids were free because they're 10 and under. So we go skiing all the time. So we have three... Different trips planned where we take three days, like a uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, where we go rent uh, an Airbnb up in Flagstaff, and then you know go up and go skiing the day, come back and relax at night, and do it again. Basically, get three days of skiing in one one entire trip. It's fantastic. So that's what we're doing right now. We're actually up in Flagstaff. So what's great is I literally don't need to have a job. It's absolutely awesome. Never working a job again. Now. When I was 27 years old, I started buying properties, and it took me six years to buy enough properties to quit my job or have enough money coming in from my properties to quit my job. Now, I've been retired or successfully unemployed for over two years now, and it's absolutely amazing. Now, when I first got started, I wrote my very, very first book. It's called How to Quit Your Job with Rental Properties. Now, this first book, when I first wrote it, I really didn't know how... To explain everything, I wasn't the best writer or anything like that. I just wrote from the heart and I wrote everything out that I, you know, that I had and knowledge that I had. Now I've grown and I've grown in my writing style and all that sort of stuff. So I've recently updated and expanded my "How to Quit Your Job with Rental Properties" book. Now it's in audio form. I have an audio book. I also have it in print. I also have Kindle hardback. I have all those um, ways. If you want to to read it go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash B-O-O-K-S, books, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash books. And you can see all the books that I have for sale, but then you also have the How to Quit Your Job with Rental Properties expanded and updated. I basically doubled the size of the book because there was so much more information from people like you, listeners, and then people that read my articles and my students, all these different questions that people had that I needed to get these answers out there to people. So I've updated and expanded The book. And so if you guys go out there and get that, I'd super appreciate it. But now today, I have something special for you. I have Ola Dantas. Ola Dantas, and he is the founder of dwellin.com. And I'll have these in the show notes for you. So if you go in the description of this podcast, you can see all the different show notes from, you know, MasterPassiveIncome.com forward slash books and also Dwellin.com. And um, I'll even put in my free course in there as well. I'll put all those in the description. So check those out. But today I have a special guest for you. Ola Dantas. He's from the UK or the United Kingdom. He came over here and realized that, hey, I'm just paying money to rent a property when I'm not making any money on my own and I'm paying somebody else. So he went out and bought a duplex. He basically house hacked his way into a property. Now, if you've seen, or sorry, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you realize that I love house hacking. I love when having other people pay my rent form or basically pay me rent, but then pays my mortgage. This is exactly what Ola Dantas did. And this is what you can do to get your very, very first property. Okay, guys, let's get started where we interview Ola Dantas and see how he got started investing in real estate rental properties. All right, Ola, thank you so much for being the Master Passive Income podcast with me. So how are you doing?
1: Doing fantastic. I'm super glad to be here with you, Dustin. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, man. I'm really looking forward to this podcast episode with you. And so, how about letting us, letting me, as well as the rest of the listeners, know who you are besides real estate? You know, what do you do for fun? Where do you live? You know, are you married? Do you have any kids? All that good stuff. Oh,
1: man, this is a fuss, right? Um, Usually this comes at the end. So um, this is really exciting that you're bringing this very fast. So my name is Ola Dantes. Um, I'm from the UK. I came to the United States about four or five years ago. Um, One of the things I like to do, I love to travel. Um, So my wife and I just got back from Bali, Indonesia. I'm my my baby girl. And then we also went to the Philippines, Manila, um, which is where my wife is from. So um, travel is a big thing um, for our family. However, this was the first time we traveled with our, with our daughter. She's you know almost two now, and I would like to say that was very interesting. Uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> it was it was very fun. Um, we you know we tried to you know travel at least once a year. Um, and then what else? What else? What else? Um, I mean, I, I, I used to I used to play a lot of video games, but then I you know I got older and. I don't do much of that and you know for me fun right now is real estate. I love real estate. I'm a a big believer in in the power of real estate and you know I just can't wait to to see where this journey takes us. i um, not only as a business, i um, you know with dwelling but also with my family. So I'm super excited to to you know talk a little bit more about that today.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I I'm super excited that you love to travel. I personally, I love to travel. You know, some people like to make a lot of money and then buy fancy cars, huge mansions. I'm not saying that that, that's bad at all. I personally love to travel. So I took, um, in 2017, I took my wife, my four kids and my dad to japan for six weeks we traveled all around japan for six weeks and then this last year in 2018 like i said we love to travel 2018 i took my wife and my four kids we went all through europe we went through uh, 11 different countries on a six-week trip it was a whirlwind fantastic trip seeing all over europe and we dropped off in israel it was fantastic Wow. I, I like going to Alaska, you know, I just, I love traveling too. So I, I'm glad we're, you know, peas in a pod. That's, that's great.
1: Um, Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Israel is a beautiful country. I was in Tel Aviv last year. It's a beautiful country.
0: That's awesome. And you know, what's going to be great is um, as your, your daughter gets older and if you have more kids, just seeing them learn and experience these things that more than likely you, I, I know I did travel like this, uh, but be because of real estate and having plenty of time and money, I'm able to do this, but seeing the kids, like all them learning all this new stuff, which they would you know normally never get. It's, it's, a, it's tremendous. I mean, you're right. It's interesting in kids around, you know, along with you, it's a lot, a little more work, but at the same time, you know, Hey, we, we, we got to do it. And it's a lot of fun.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. and And I think also, you know, the United States States is such a big country and, you know, just for folks to get out there and really understand that, look, you know, my little city with my Walmart or Safeway or whatever isn't big enough. The world is so big. So really going out there into the world, not only changes how we think about the world, but also I think it's, therapeutically you know necessary, right? Just to get out of your own space or out of your own comfort zone, learn new cultures, eat different food, understand that English isn't the only language spoken around the world. And you know, you might go yeah. somewhere and people don't actually understand what you're saying. I think that's such um an important piece to life, you know, and, and that's what I, I love about travel too.
0: So you're you said you're from the UK and then you moved here five years ago. Correct. Now, in moving here what got you started in, in buying rental property?
1: Oh, well, I have a, I have a very interesting story with that. So, um, you know, we, we got yeah. My wife actually got a, a job with Disney um, in, in Florida, Orlando. So, you know, she told me, you know, come over, come and take a look at the States. It's beautiful. So I jumped on the plane, came here. I was like, oh, my goodness. Nobody told me how beautiful Florida is. It's amazing. She's like, let's move. We're like, okay. Um, But of course, when moving over here, we had to figure out the best place to live, right, in terms of job opportunities and career advancement. So we, you know, we didn't want to go to California um, because it was just too far out. So we decided on, you know, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, um, Virginia area. So we moved over here to to the state of Maryland. We were having a good life. We had an apartment. Everything was going great. Um, No complaints. Um, But a friend of mine, you know, not out of the blue, but just call me and say, Hey, you know, um, could you meet me in Dubai? And I was like, what? It's like, yeah, I'm in Dubai for a few days. Um, you know, my business is doing very well in the UK. Um, you know, is real estate business, but I'm kind of, you know, looking for somebody to help me take my business to the next level. And I know you've helped me before, um, with some business, you know, consulting initiatives. My master's degree was, was in, I'm consulting. So it's like, yeah, can you meet me there? So I was like, okay. Um, I did what every, you know, wise man would do. I consulted with my wife and she said, absolutely absolutely. not. (laughs) You are not going to Dubai. Have you heard of a tool called Skype or FaceTime? And you guys can, you know, have your business. And I was like, well, you know, what if I go to this trip and I learn something new? So I jumped on the plane. I was on my way to Dubai and I met with my friend. And as I sat with him and, you know, pretty much, dissected his business and I just realized how much opportunities he was, he was, you know, seeing and how much uh, money, frankly, he was making. I was like, oh my goodness, maybe I can do this in the United States. Um, So I I got back, you know, started, you know, got books, um, started listening to, you know, the Bigger Pocket podcast. And then there was this one book that kept coming up and it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, you know, I had seen the book in the past, like here and there, but really never paid it much attention. So I picked it up and, after reading the book, I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, I knew, I knew about cash flow and assets and liabilities. I was like, oh my God, I'm living in this fancy apartment in Maryland. Um, you know, we're basically just paying some investors cash flow every month. I was like, oh my goodness. So, I had that epiphany really quickly, and I was like, "Wait, I want to be on the other side, right? I want to be cashing checks, you know, month in, month out on these rental properties." So, you know, I spoke to my wife again and said, "Hey, you know, um, this is kind of what I got back from my trip. I think we should buy a duplex, a multifamily. And she's like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, basically, somebody pays us every month, and we might be staying in this house um, that we buy for free or close to free." And she's like, "Hmm." I love the, I love, you know, the idea. So shortly thereafter, a few months after we bought our first property in Baltimore, Maryland. And I guess to say the rest was history, I'm going to stop there. You can ask me for the questions.
0: That's, that's awesome. So you bought a duplex to start with? Correct,
1: correct. So we basically stayed in the bottom. Um, you know, we called it unit one, and then we had tenants on on the second floor. Um, and 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 I like to really point this out as as well, Dustin. So when we got this 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 property, and uh, we were moving from a very comfortable apartment building where I never cared about the trash days. If something ever went wrong, I just go online, put a ticket in. Somebody comes, a maintenance guy comes while we're at work, fixes the issue. Um, We always had parking. So we moved from that comfort zone. And the reason I'm bringing this up is for those who are listening, you know, there's always a shift, right? So we moved from this comfort to a new property that we had to rehab, that we could never, ever find parking, Right, because we live in the city, so you have to do you know a few blocks before you can get parking. Now I have to took I had to like you know take my own trash out. It's like oh my god, like you know. And so if you're listening and you're feeling like I want to get started in real estate, but then that's going to mean that I'm going to move out of my comfort zone. I'm going to have to try something different. Perhaps I'm going to have to live in the city or whatever it is. That's where. The opportunity lies. It's in the sacrifice that you change your life, right? Like moving to the next level is never ever easy. So just understand that when you start to feel uncomfortable, when you start to feel like you're being pressed and being pushed, that's where the opportunity lies.
0: That's that's great advice. Yeah, uh, I got to be where I can travel. You know, six weeks out of the year. Um, you know, at one time, and not have a job. And and because I sacrificed, I said. Right now, I'm going to sacrifice for the next, what, four, five, six, however many years, so that when I'm done sacrificing, I will have you know a dream life. So you are right on. Now, with that first deal, now, and you know this, the first deal, the first property is always the hardest one to get. You know, how am I going to get the money? Am I going to buy the right property? Is it going to be a money pit? Who's going to manage the property? There's so many questions that go through your head. So how about going through a couple of these questions like, number one, one, how you found it, number two, how you bought it, you know, funding wise, um, how, how do you manage it now or does somebody else manage it? How did you find the area and all that good stuff about, you know, the price and rent and all that stuff about the property?
1: You know, the, that's, a, that's a really, really good, um, you know, segue into this, this next section. So when you look um, at getting your first deal from this angle, and you know you ask so many questions. You know how can I do this? How can I do that? There's just a bunch of just a list of questions, right? And then you can get really overwhelmed, right? So I think the best thing to do. Of course, I'm in Baltimore. Um, you can hear the background noise. Apologies for that. Um, you know, it, if you start to look at every single question, you could you could get overwhelmed, right? So for me, I just basically said I was going to buy a duplex somewhere in the city. Well, that's kind of the most well, the, the one place you could get, you know, these kinds of assets, right? Like duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes. So you couldn't get them in, in the suburbs. Now, um, I didn't really know the area, right? Like I said, we just moved in, you know, to the United States. So I wasn't bogged down on that piece, but I knew I didn't want to be in a terrible area. I knew that. So as we started looking at houses and we way out there on the field, we could see like, oh, this area is not, it's kind of sketchy. This area is very nice, right? Um... So we could we could just see that just by visiting and looking at these different properties, right? So we were kind of learning on the go, right? And of course, at that time, I'd already read a lot of books. So I knew that it had to be a, a property that would cash flow when we moved out, right? While we're there, we're obviously, we're going to be either living for free or close to free. So we kind of knew all of that, right? And then in terms of managing it, we thought like, well, hey, we're going to be in the house. We're going to manage it. Why not? We don't really need to pay um, somebody else at that time, and plus it's just a duplex, right? So it's just us, and then somebody else, or a couple of more people, in, in our case, anyway. So we knew that we could self-manage in terms of finding it. Believe it or not, um, this duplex had, had been on the market on the MLS for six months, and it was just sitting there, and you know nobody was picking it up. And obvious, of course, it's it's for a variety of reasons. Maybe you know most retail, you know, real estate buyers are looking to buy a cute, you know, nice home for them and their family you know, most people are not looking for multifamily properties or duplexes. Right. Um, two, you know, maybe the price, um, that it was on was maybe too high for, um, an investor that was kind of buying a lot of properties maybe, but when we came in, we negotiated the price down. So we, you know, we thought we got a good deal anyway. Of course we did. Um, in retrospect. So, um, and then we just obviously, you know, got the, the money from saving up, you know, my wife and I worked at the time. Um, so we just saved up some money. Um, that basically helped us towards the down payment. Now, I'm not going to brush over this because this is a very, very important piece. Now, if you're buying your first property, you don't have to have 20% down. There's something called the FHA, which basically allows you to put about 3.5% down on your first property. So far, you're going to be um, occupying that property, right? So that really helped us tremendously. We didn't have to, you know, come out of pocket, um, you know, $50,000, $70,000, right, for this property because it was only 3.5% down. So I think that's very important for folks out there looking to get started. You do not have to have 20% down to get started. So far, you're going to be living in that property.
0: That's a, a fantastic tip. That's something that I always uh, stress for any new investor that if you're worried about having money to get started, which people say, well, you have to have money to make money. Well, yes and no. I mean, it, if you don't have money, it takes a lot more work on your end to find properties that are, let's say, seller financing or uh, getting other loans from other people. Like you have to do a lot more work. But an FHA loan is a fantastic way to get your foot in the door, especially if you're doing like you did, Ola. Brilliant idea to get a duplex or even a triplex or a fourplex. You know, anything above four units is multifamily. It's commercial loan. so you can even get just four units um, and and still have a regular mortgage and use an FHA loan. So good for you, man. So what? Um, how much did you buy it for? And what were the rents like? Did that actually cover the mortgage? And you know, who manages the property now?
1: Yeah. So basically, you know, we got we were really lucky. We got it for two forty um, at the time. And, um, basically we, we had a tenant upstairs, you know, paying, I think at the time, uh, there were, well, now we have a tenant that's going to be paying 1400 and then the tenant downstairs pays, um, you know, 1200. Right. So we've got a, the unit mixes, you know, two bedroom on the top and a one bedroom on the bottom. So definitely, you know, covers, um, the mortgage and sama and we're close to like, you know, um, we're literally just going to be renting this house. So we should be cash flowing pretty nicely, um, covers the mortgage. And then we're going to be self-managing it because we're still in the city. So we're not that far from the property. So we don't, we still don't need to, um, you know, get that out to, to a property manager. And also during our time there, we actually rehabbed the whole house, right? We started from the bottom, you know, got it rehabbed. And then when we, you know, moved up, we did the same thing. So, you know, that was really, really good for us because we bought this thing for 240, right. Um, And then um, a year or so later, we rehabbed the house. Um, Then, you know, we got an appraisal done and he appraised for, you know, almost 400,000, right. Um, You know, and that was fantastic for us. So we could obviously take out some money um, from, from the property and then kind of just, you know, parlay that and use that again. So it's it's kind of like the bra um, strategy that, you know, a lot of bigger pockets folks use of, of house acting. So that's kind of what we're doing, just kind of taking that funds out, rolling that to the next um the next property.
0: Man, that's that's a great, great way to go. Um, good job. Now, what was it like buying your first rental property with, you know, having your wife and like what's really like how are you feeling? What's going through your head? What are the, you know, the the scariness and the fear. How did did you get over all that and how did you also help your wife to be on board with investing in real estate?
1: Yeah, this is a fantastic question. I get this a lot as well. So I'm going to tackle the, the, the spouse bit and then I'm going to tackle the fear bit. So let's do the spouse, right? Um, you know, first and foremost, not everybody's going to have a, a wife or a husband that's going to be on board. That's just life. You've, first and foremost, you have to see the interest level of your spouse, right? Are they like all the way, you know, with you are they getting their own real estate license as well are they like are they in there with you or are they just like kind of on the lower spectrum of indifference right um or maybe are they in the middle watching you to see if you're going to do well and then they're going to be on board so you have to understand that right initially you have to know the 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 scale or the spectrum in which your partner your spouse is at that is very important now after you know that, you have to be very, very articulate and clear as to why you're doing what you're doing. Now, let me break that down from my perspective. My perspective is um, we can continue to live our life as we are, meaning you're working, I'm working, we're getting paid, we're taking that pay and giving it to somebody else, right? So that was my rationale, right? We can either stay in this apartment, this fancy apartment, pay $1,300 to a bunch of syndicators, apartment syndicators, apartment inv- investors, or we can actually, you know, buy a property, right? And then we get the money, we get paid, right? And if we do this properly in 30, in 30 or so years, if we have 10 or 20 of these things, we can retire whenever we want. So for the most part, most spouses will say, hmm, let me think about that, <laughs> right? Now, if you have a spouse that is saying, <laughs> I don't want to hear more, that's a different situation. Okay. <laughs> so that's how I tackled it, right? First, I, you know, gauged the interest of my spouse. And then I, I basically, you know, told my spouse why, you know, it's really important because a lot of us, you know, think we want to do res- real estate, but we don't really know why, right? So that why is very, very, and I know a ton of folks, you know, hear that a lot, but the why is, why am I doing this? Why don't I continue with, you know, business as usual with my life as it is. On the other side um, is you know the 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 how did I tackle the fear, right? You know, of is something going to go wrong or whatever. Well, for me, it was kind of like, and I think for a lot of folks, this is, how, this is how you should look at it. What have you got to lose, right? What have you got to lose? I mean, the worst that can happen is, you know, God forbid the house burns down, or I don't, I don't know what the worst can happen. I mean, you can get your insurance, you know, take care of that. But you can't be, you know, be kind of disabled by the fear of the unknown and the unknown meaning, or the unknown is something you don't even know that is going to happen, right? So uh, when you're thinking about getting your first property, you just have to think of what do I have to lose, right? And, and if it's better for you, you can list it down. So what do you have to lose? Well, I can keep paying rent for the rest of my life. That is definitely not what we want, not for ourselves, not for our children, right? So... If I don't want to be paying rent, what do I want to do? Well, I can make my dwelling, my place of, of living, I can make that, you know, pay me, right? So there's a difference now. There's a lot of debate on this, on, this, on this issue. You can either go buy a house and you pay the mortgage or you can buy a house that pays you money. Right, And there's nothing wrong with either approach. It really depends on, on your lifestyle and what you're looking to achieve. So for me, I overcame my fear, one, by learning, obviously, that you got to read books, you got to listen to podcasts. I was, I'm a, an obsessive learner, so I learned. I knew what I was getting into. But then I knew that, on the, you know, on the, on the, on the other hand, I knew that there was nothing to lose because I was already paying um, somebody cash flow every month. Why not pay myself? And that's what I did.
0: That's a great, great way to think about it because, you know, it, honestly, when it comes down to it, it, is what do you got to lose? I mean, the, like you said a few minutes ago, the only time that something's going to change is when you do something that is out of your comfort zone. It could be really, really scary. And I bought my first rental property. We just got married. Uh, my wife and I just got married. And within, I want to say it was like three months, I said, you know what? I just, I'm tired of working for somebody else. I want to uh, invest in real estate. And like you, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad and I thought, you know what? This sounds like a great idea. And so I took, every bit of our money, of our savings and, you know, inherit, not inheritance, but like, uh, uh, you know, wedding gifts and all that stuff. And I bought our first property. My wife was completely against it. But I said, you know what, I, I got to do it. I just, I need to make myself do this because the, in the end, it could be fantastic. But what do I got to lose? We're already, you know, we don't have any money now. So let's just try it. And so you're right on. So good for you. Now, what is your what are your favorite things about rental properties so i mean there's
1: a, there's a there's a there's one thing i love to say right um and is you know i speak to a lot of folks right well you know some of them have very very good jobs you know six six figure jobs and and that's great right but when i pass on i can't pass my title of you know a manager at wherever to my daughter. I just can't, I cannot, I can't go to my boss and say, Hey, you know, when I, you know, when I retire, can I give my daughter or my son, my, my, you know, my title as manager? I I can't do that. Right. (laughs) But with my properties, right. When I pass on, um, hopefully most of them are going to be paid off. Right. I can just pass it on to my, my daughter or my son. Right. And they can just continue to get that, you know, as they call it, mail, uh, mail money, right? That check in the mail, month in, month out, right? The, what I love about rental properties is, is that, um, you know, level of of, of passiveness, right? Because you can just keep getting. Of course, yes, you're going to have, you know, issues. Maybe something breaks, and the tenant wants something fixed. But for the most part, when you look at it over a 30-year period, for example. You're bound to keep getting that income. And then this is the the best part. If you can figure out a way to maybe pay down the mortgage even quicker, right? You might be able to just be getting all that money without paying the bank, right? In 15 years or 20 years. So imagine you have, you know, 10 or 20 or 30 rental properties. And they just keep sending you, you know, just, just, just mail, you know, just, just, just checking the mail day in and day out. So I love that, right? And for me as well, um, kind of moving out into like um, apartments and, and bigger assets is, um, you know, it really helps with your tax health, right? In life, one of my favorite quotes um, from one of the Richard Poddance advisors is it's not how much money you make, right? But it's how much money you keep. Right. Everybody wants to make a lot of money, but then you don't understand, you know, what taxes could really do to your life. Right. And, and I, I also read that most people that have a W-2 job could actually work for the government from January to May. Right. Because that's how much taxes you're paying. <laughs> so real estate, right, and especially when you start buying a little bit bigger assets as well, really helps um, with your taxes. Right. And that's how a lot of wealthy people, frankly,
0: stay wealthy. That's brilliant. I completely agree. <laughs> you are uh, it's, it's sad, but you are 100% right. If you think of an entire year, January or all the way through December, if you have a W-2 job, basically where you get paid by your boss, you are working almost half of the year just to pay taxes and the other half goes in your pocket. It's, it's so sad how much money goes to taxes, but hey, you got to do what you got to do to provide for your family. And I would say everybody needs to take that step, you know, get out of your comfort zone. So now you are starting to invest your money as opposed to working an hour and getting paid a dollar. So you're absolutely right. Now, what, uh, where are you investing? Like area of the country um, and what type of properties are you buying now? Like tell us about your business currently
1: so we did a few um a few flips as well um here in baltimore and you know personally we're just not going to be doing flips anymore it just it's not it's not really um you know something that really suits our business plan so we're going back to you know what we really like to do and our bread and butter which is like buying apartment buildings um so we invest in select markets um you know we, we like the state of texas we like florida um you know we're we also looking at you know Baltimore here and there, you know, so that's kind of what we're doing now. Um, there's a particular deal that we're looking um, in Jackson, in Jacksonville, Florida with, you know, all the partners of the 138 unit that we're looking at. So, you know, we as syndicators, we come together, we coalesce, we raise the funds, um, you know, take down the deal and obviously manage it, manage the deal, stabilize it, and then obviously um, exit um, typically on a five to seven year period. Um, so that's kind of where we, we, we really want to, put all of our energy and focus in, um, especially with the year just starting out. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're pretty aggressive in terms of, you know, going out there and getting these deals. And then obviously, um, building a more stronger relationship with with our, our investors.
0: That's great. Now, do you have multifamily units right now?
1: So currently, we have just, you know, the multifamily that we have now is, is what we have within our company right now that I talked about, the duplex and some of the other projects we've done. So now we're really going, you know, ramp, ramping up that into, you know, the deal that I talked about in Florida. Um, we're looking at a few other yeah. deals right now in Texas as well.
0: That's great. And if you think about, well, being from the UK, you probably have seen um, uh, Monopoly. And so... Uh, have you? I mean, have you seen Monopoly, oh, like course, the game, oh, the board of game? of
1: course, absolutely. I, I think, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, what Monopoly is, what's great about it is it really teaches us when we're young, you because know, we're playing when we were young, and you basically you start with buying land. Well, we don't need to necessarily do that because we can buy properties that already have a property on it. But what you do is you go, you um, grow from having land to putting a property on there, getting it. Rented basically when somebody lands on your tile, you make money and then you put more houses on there, make more money. And then you get to hotels, you make more money and that's just the way you do. it. You just move up. And so starting single family homes is one of the easiest ways to start investing um, multifamily homes is it's more complex, but it's very, very similar. I mean, it's, it's almost the same thing, but there's a little more nuances, a lot more money involved, all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, if you can get to multifamily, that is absolutely the next way to go. So w- tell us um, about any failures or l- big lessons that you learned from making mistakes along the way so that the listeners can use that, put it in their business and make sure they don't make the same mistakes.
1: Oh man, I mean, where do I start? Um, I-, I-, I think, I mean, I- I'll go with one. I don't want to go too, too, um, too, too negative, um, but I think it's like the shiny um, object um, syndrome well i mean we basically our focus is multi family you know but you know i i i got a partner who wanted to do a, you know some flips so you know we kind of um diverted our attention into flips and that took you know pretty much the the most part of last year and you know the the results weren't what we expected um you know dealing with contractors is a thing it's a real thing um i can you know tell the listeners stories that you would never believe um you know, for the better part of today, you know, contractors working off the job site and, you know, trying to, you know, do all trying to scam, you in all kinds of ways. And, you know, I can just tell you all of that. But I, I think the take home message is knowing the reason you got into real estate, right? Because we forget, we think we got into into real estate because we want to do what Joanna Gaines and Chip Gaines is doing on HGTV, that's not the reason I wanted to get into real estate. You know, I wanted to get into real estate because I like the passive or somewhat passive nature of multifamily buildings because you have a professional um, property management company that would take over the assets. You manage them and they manage the day to day um, kind of noise. I call it um, from the different contractors. That's kind of the expertise. They have in-house crews. That's what they do. Right. Um, So, as you're getting into real estate, this is kind of the, the message here, is just make sure you stick to why you're getting into real estate, right? Make sure you don't get distracted by shine, you know, shiny object syndrome. Make sure you don't get distracted by um, you know, the, the promise of making a quick buck because that's kind of what flips are. I mean, I have nothing against, you know, flippers or people that flip. I think it's a great way to make money. But also there's just a lot of factors that I, I believe people that I knew into the game just don't really understand when it comes to flipping a house. There is so, I can tell you so many things. Um, in terms of um, flipping a house, and what people just don't understand about flipping a house is, it's just so many. So I think people need to understand that. And if you feel like you don't have the wherewithal or you don't have the time, um, I think it's okay to invest. You know, with people that are you know maybe buying rental properties, or maybe buying apartments, or um, all the kinds of asset classes within real estate. You don't have to be the person um, trying to. Flip house right because it looks sexy on hgtv the reality of it is way way you know farther than and than what we see on on hgtv this is just flipping though as as a, as a strategy
0: yeah yeah i personally um i'm not a flipper i know that because once i own a property it's hard for me to sell because i make so much money from the rents on the property, and if i if I ever want to sell in the future, I can sell for a lot more money and, and yeah, so once I have a property it 's hard for me hard for me to sell it now hypothetically, if you were if everything was taken away from you and you know you didn 't have really anything like you started from scratch, maybe you had one to two thousand dollars in your pocket, and no properties um, how would you get on your feet, like how would you start? Knowing what you know now, what would you do? would you do the same thing over again? Would you do something different? Like how would you start over again if you had one or two thousand dollars in your pocket?
1: Oh man, that is such a good question. <laughs> that is an amazing question. So if I had one or two thousand dollars to start, well, first and foremost, let me put this out there real quick. If I was to start again, I would find a way. I don't know how. You know, let's just put the $1,000 or $2,000 aside for a second. I will find a way to buy a four unit. So if you're listening, if you can hear the, the sound of my voice right now, I don't know, maybe you're in your 20s or 30s or whatever, you're just starting out, get a four unit. Get a four unit. Yes, of course, you might have a 1000 or $2,000, but you know like like you said Dustin maybe after you your wedding you get some money or you can get you can even maybe get your parents to help you or you can save up or you know get some certifications at your job and get a better job like do whatever you have to do to get that seed capital that's what i call it Right. And like I said, you don't need too much, maybe 15,000 or maybe 20, depending on where you are in the United States. Obviously, if you're in New York City, then move out of New York City because you're never going to get a four unit for those prices Um, or California. But do whatever you can um, to get a four unit. And that's what I would do if I start again. Um, No questions asked. I would definitely buy a four unit and, and buy a second four unit within a year or
0: two. That's brilliant. I I completely wholeheartedly agree. That's one thing that I tell a lot of my students is um, if you're if when you're starting out and and you have the ability to think about it's called house hacking. Basically, you buy a house and you have two or three units next door to you that you can live in one and have other people make you money. So. I completely agree. Now, um, Ola, thank you so much for being on the show. Is there like how can the listeners, if they want to find out more about you, more about dwelling.com and everything about your you and your podcast, how can they find you and you know, how can they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, very simple. Um, investwithola.com. So that's invest with O-L-A, investwithola.com. And then obviously you can go to our website, um, dwelling.com. That's D-W-E-L-L ynn.com and then you can just reach out to me also uh, my one of my i don't want to say favorite but my most active you know social platform is instagram so you can also find me on instagram it's alladantis o-l-a d-a-n-t-i-s and then obviously if you if you connect with me just send me a dm and just say hey i heard about you on, on dustin's podcast um so of, of course um, the dwelling show is our podcast as well where we talk about you know helping folks to get started and finding financial freedom through real estate um we're on itunes we're on stitcher spotify we are everywhere so just you know search the dwelling show and or go to our website and you you, you, you know get all that information
0: Awesome. Oh, thank you so much. It, I, I'm really super excited to have you on the show. And thank a you. big reason why is I have many, many people from not just America. I have people listening to my podcast from all over, like even, even Pakistan. I have people emailing me, hey, I'm in Pakistan and people from all over the world listen to the podcast. And then hearing somebody like you, Ola, that, it also brings me an idea, a thought in my mind. Now you were living in the UK and you moved here. Is there possibly, and I'm asking the question, being uh, completely ignorant because I have no clue. Is it possible to live in the UK and buy remotely a rental property in America? Because you know I'm really helping everybody learn principles about real estate. So as long as somebody's going to live in a property, more than likely anywhere in the world, you can do this. You know, as long as some government's not going to take it away from you. But all that to say, if you live in the UK, is there a way? Because I don't know to buy property in. America and then rent it out
1: there is a way, um, but of course, I have to say this i 'm um, not a financial advisor or a legal advisor, so always consult with your CPA, um, but definitely there is a way where you know actually our folks reach out to me from the u k we want to invest in our deals in our apartment building deals, so there, there certainly is a way you actually have a ton of um, investors in Florida would sell um you know kind of like they they're basically like um shares in in condominiums and you know so folks can come on holiday and then stay stay in the in the property but then when they're not in the property they can you know rent it out or airbnb and vacation rentals and stuff like that so a lot of people and i actually know a few of you know um, brits that are actually doing that so yeah there is definitely ways but I, i'll urge you know people to to consult with a with a cpa or or accountant or solicitor in the uk
0: that's great yeah i'm so excited um, uh, it's great having somebody that's not uh, from america but you're you're making the american dream you're actually doing it and i'm super excited for you especially you know you coming here and then saying you know what i'm just going to start investing you know it takes yeah. it usually takes people a long time to really jump into it. So good job. Thank, Thank you very you. much, Ola. I really appreciate you having you on the show.
1: Thank you. The American dream is not dead. Very well alive. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome, buddy. Thanks. Now, wasn't Ola fantastic? He's a great guy. He's a family man. He also loves to travel just like I do. Really, really terrific guy. And so I want you to go check him out. And also I have something for you. I have a free investing course, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. If you go there, I'll give you my free course to get you started investing in real estate just so that you can see what it takes, how much money you can make, all the six different ways you make money in real estate, how you can actually quit your job and all the great things with Real Estate Rental Properties. All right, guys, this has been a great show. I hope you got a lot out of it. If you did, would you please just tell one person about it or tell two or tell 10 people about it, but tell more people about it so we can get more people helping each other out so that we can all quit our jobs with Real Estate Rental property. because this is a team business. Remember, guys, we all work together. We If we work together, we do better. All right, guys, get out there, start investing. Let's change our lives for the better so we can live the dream life just like Ola Oladante's and myself all right guys get up there start investing see ya